Hi, this is Mark, Hustock Tech Team, and this is our Futurist Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for five-year-old Jonah Sullivan. He went missing from La Jolla, California on April 30th, 2012. This is considered a family abduction. Jonah is Caucasian, three foot five, 40 pounds, with blue eyes and light brown hair. He may be in the company of his mother, and they may still be in the local area, or they may have traveled to Phoenix, Arizona, and or Alabama. Jonah has a small scar on his chin and right cheek. His front tooth is chipped, and he may be going by the nickname of Sully. If you know of Jonah Sullivan's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see two pictures of Jonah Sully Sullivan, please click on the link on the Voice America Kids homepage. Our future is missing. Or go to futuresmissing.com. Thank you. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be it's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hello and welcome to our program, Express Yourself, where a show by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Star Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Steven Zhao. And I'm Young Juan, and we're your teen hosts for today. If you don't already know, both Steve and I have been in Asia teaching English. We both have so many fun travel stories to share with you. So today is a really special show for everyone. And since it is a special show, we don't have anyone with us today. So for any listeners who are not, who don't like Yonju and I, I'm sorry you don't have to deal with us for the entire hour. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to make it entertaining. Just we'll try to week. make it entertaining. I'll just say that much. I, I'm sure we both have interesting stories to share. <laughs> so Stephen, what exactly did you do in China? I know you've taught English, or you were teaching English, but like what exactly? Okay, so here's a general overview of the trip and exactly what was going on. So I was gone for five weeks. For oh, wow. the first week, 
it was training and then three weeks of the program. And what the program was, it's called the Total Immersion Program. Basically, Chinese rural English teachers from all over China come to Peking University for three weeks, and they spend three weeks completely in English. They're not allowed to say a word of Chinese. They can't make phone calls in Chinese. They can't text in Chinese, and they can't leave the campus. Oh. Now, you imagine that can get to be quite a few problems because they cheat all the time, and we have to have guards making sure they don't leave. Guards? Yes, wow. we have guards helping us, and we have to give citations for when they speak Chinese, and it's really <sighs> scary, but it's pretty funny. So they spend three weeks on this campus, and because they're doing the entire program in English, it really does improve their conversational English a lot. Most of them know the grammar; they know a lot of vocabulary. They just don't have the experience of force, of basically being forced to use their vocabulary and use their English to talk and communicate. I mean, the program really stresses the difference between English as a language, and that's studying the grammar and the sentence stru structure and the vocabulary, versus yeah. English as a conversation tool. Yeah, and that's using it to talk. Because frankly, English American people's grammar are a lot worse than Chinese people's grammar because the yeah, Chinese yeah we don't really study it. grammar exactly. Ever. They ch they learn it from the grammatical standpoint, but only from the grammatical standpoint. Yeah. So the trip was basically. We as foreign teachers, or they call us facilitators, because we're not actually <laughs> teaching. We're just helping the class give them ideas of games and doing things to make them basically、oh. practice their English. So, so yeah, yeah. Did your whole team speak Chinese too? No. No, we were not、oh. even supposed to speak Chinese to the students. So, frankly, the majority of the team could not speak Chinese, which oh. Actually、yeah, that helps. Be, yeah, it actually got to be really interesting because、uh, um, of the English people there. I spoke the best Chinese because I was born in China, so that helped.、Yeah. <laughs> and of the Chinese people there, I spoke the best English because <laughs> I grew up in America. <laughs> so I had to serve as the translator a lot, and、oh, that was、wow. really weird because I totally did not expect to be <laughs> translating. I flew in on the airport the very first day and had to translate for a friend to get a phone card. It was. An interesting experience. I'll put it that way. My Chinese has improved a lot, which I claim、That's、to be a good, good. thing.、Yeah. <laughs> so, how was the program started originally? So, teachover. Well, okay. There's a lot of programs, a lot of different names for the same、mm -hmm. thing. The program is called the Total Immersion Program (TIP). We call it, say TIP as if it's a catchphrase, as if it's some epic chant. It's a little weird, but、chant. yes, TIP, TIP, TIP. Just imagine you doing that. I never did that, but some、oh, people do do that. Surprising. Yeah, or they say TIP, but TIP sounds、oh. better.、Um, this program originated from Educational Services with China, a different government, a different group. And the person who started it is Dr. Danny Yu, and he's actually really famous in China, having written several college curriculums for English, and having basically developed this whole teaching philosophy on English. And he, about thirty years ago, started this program to improve English in China. Started educational services with China, and he made friends with a lot of government workers. <laughs> so,、oh. um, about ten years ago. He used those connections to form this total immersion program, and I mean, we have a lot of flexibility. To be completely honest, usually、um, education services in China and stuff like that has is controlled by the government a lot. I mean, 
we're inspected by the government, but our program is very free. Like we can do practically whatever we want. So that's all thanks to Dan, uh, Danny Yu's connections with the government. The previous 20 years, this program has been in place, this three-week program. Every month we get a new set of t- students. It oh, has really? been in place about seven years. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so it's basically... I only went for one month, but there are a lot of people who stay for a year or six months or two months. And basically, each month, there's another set of students. In the summer, it's more active. Like, we had 800 oh. students. Oh, wow. That was crazy. But, How many teachers were there? Uh, for us, about 40. Oh, yeah. wow. So we had about 800 students. In the winter, usually there's only, like, maybe 100 or 200. But in the summer, there's a lot. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what educational services did for the first 20 years they were in existence i mean i'm sure yeah. they did something really useful i just don't quite know what they did so yeah so since you have so much freedom from the government what kind of teaching methods did you use or did you have to use well, okay this is the scary thing no offense to my own race but middle-aged chinese english teachers act like middle schoolers and it's really disturbing <sighs> Like, their homework every night is to write 20 new vocab words and write a journal entry. And it's only a page. It's not even a real page. It's like a half-page journal entry. And when we tell them that, it's, mm-hmm. you get that collective groan noise that you get in the middle school. Like, so familiar in the U.S. I know. And it's really scary. It's like, this is one page. You make your students do a bajillion times as more as we're making you do. Why are you complaining? It's a little scary. But most of our teaching methods really focused on just kind of games and activities Mm -hmm. to force them to speak. I mean, we divided the three weeks into three phases. We had the the speaking phase, which is getting them to speak English. The listening phase, which is getting them to listen to fast-talk English and just, like, normal speed. Because usually we had to speak slower. Oh, yeah. speak in special English. Special English. Where we over-enunciate everything. (laughs) And talk yeah. as if we are on a machine that mm. makes us speak like robots. Yeah. But listening phase, they would listen to more regular speed. I mean, I always had to talk slower because I talk a little fast in the first place. Mm-hmm. And Do they understand your accent? Okay, was the that accent. An issue? No, it was not an issue. No one ever commented because they, <laughs> they didn't notice, okay? I, I, I speak normally ish. <laughs> I speak normal English. American. Yeah. Do they like compare you with other teachers or other no. people on your team? No. No. But everyone's English deteriorates. deteriorates yeah, I definitely know what you mean. For a long time. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, and uh, the third phrase was the thinking phase. That was the hardest one where they we gave them kind of debates and oh, things they had to do learning to speak, think in English. I think the hardest thing that they had to do this is that this I was actually surprised that anyone that they were able to pull off is that everyone is required to give a ten minute English speech at the end of their program. Wow! So that's actually a lot. I mean, yeah, this is not a pull out of your butt random thing. So definitely not. Yeah. Um. So I mean, they were scared to death about it, but everyone. I would got be scared it. to death about it. Yeah, everyone got through it. Some of them were interesting. The speeches. I mean, some of them were really heartfelt and touching. And then we got this one girl who goes up there and talks about her hometown, which is normal. Normal. But then she talks about the seasons. And 
I'm pretty sure she made up everything on the spot, which frankly is impressive it to is, make it up on the spot. No English that well. Yeah, but she, I'm pretty sure she made it up on the spot because eight out of ten minutes of her presentation were in the fall season. <laughs> we have leaves, and the leaves turn yellow. <laughs> and I'm just sitting in the back. I'm like, I don't know how to grade you. <laughs> Yeah. Was it difficult working with, like, college students? <laughs> oh, they weren't college students. They were, like, 24 and above. Oh, yeah, older well, people? Oh, very uh, I mean, about, I mean, I had a class of 60. About mm. 10 of them had children older than me, which made for oh. very awkward introduction conversation. Yeah. Hi, how old are you? Yeah. I'm 17. <gasps> You're younger than my son. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a little difficult, but... Uh-huh. I was paired with another teacher who's like 26 and he's been oh, there okay. a year. So I think we made a good pair because he was very bubbly and mm. able to. Yeah. You're like the sarcastic one. Yeah, I was more the sarcastic kind of organizer, but also, <laughs> but also like I, I had, I think I had an interesting background being, being born Chinese, but growing oh, up yeah. American. So that was fun. That made for a lot of great conversation and questions. Mm-hmm. The, the Chinese students love to ask a lot of questions. They constantly yeah. they constantly ask like, "How old are you? Did you have a girlfriend? Do you prefer American or Chinese girls?" So I, many I got that question about twenty times. Wow, yeah. so popular. Well, no, actually, just they ask everyone that. My friend, yeah. she's she was blonde. She got asked, "Would you ever date a black person?" So many times. Oh my yeah. It was good. It was sort of funny. I actually have a story that has to do with that, but I'll save it for the next session. Um, The program basically is just awesome. I mean, a lot of it is really focused on just what we teach. Technically, it it was a kind of missions trip in that we were connected with the church over there, which makes it even more interesting because the government would have shut us down if we didn't have connections with them. But... uh, Oh, so they allowed you to yeah, be they do. part of your church? Yeah, they, they, they know do. we're re- affiliated with the church. Oh. And they're okay with that, which is really surprising. But they do, yeah. per- they periodically send in spies disguised oh. as students, which is a little creepy. But yeah. I mean, it could be worse. It could it's be worse. It's also creepy that you had guards, like, guarding okay, them. Okay, the guards so they were. Oh, uh, the guards were just, like, volunteers. They were, like, oh. previous students who volunteered. Did the really people sleep there? Yeah, we had to sleep oh. in the dorms. Oh, not just you guys, but like everybody? everybody. All 800 yeah. students? I mean, we were on picking university. It was, is it, that's the other wow. cool thing. I got the, I got the college experience. Having yeah. to live in dorms with the roommates and hang out in the living room with everyone else in the, everyone else in my dorm, the facilitators, all of us together. It was, uh, a lot of great memories erupted <laughs> from that living room. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, really awesome, and I do want to go back eventually, but we'll see how that ends up, so, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we're out of time. I hope you enjoyed our first part of our travel stories, but don't worry, because Stephen will continue talking about his trip in the next section. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Stephen Sao. Let me give you a preview of the great stories I can tell. I believe last week I mentioned the fat woman story, but I will retell that in detail. I still remember. Yes. And then, uh, what else? There is the awkward sex education story, which I think people will find very entertaining. And then there's the Snow White story. (laughs) 
it is sort of younger members of okay it's not listeners <laughs> it's not that bad it's not that bad and then there's the snow white story but you guys are here white story yes, you will hear interesting you're listening to express yourself an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the voice america kids network and in this case it's just yongju and i talking so please get used to our voices and please like us on facebook and join our party don't go away we'll be right back Kids safe, mother approved. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, and thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I don't know what kind of accent I just used. Oh, well. My name is Steven Zhao. And I'm Young John, and we are teen hosts. Just in case you missed the first segment, Steven has been in China for about five weeks and has been teaching English. So take it away, Steven. I'm sure we're all excited to hear your stories. I just have a few interesting stories. Um... Because our group of foreign facilitators, we had about 30 people, and mm. each had different personalities, let's put it that way. And so we had this girl with this head-in-the-clouds head mentality that you talk to, and it's like she doesn't come from this world. And it's a little creepy, <laughs> but also really amusing and entertaining and enlightening at times. 
like she me- she memorized the book of Galatians from the Bible, which oh, is wow. it's a pretty it's really impressive a pretty long book, b pretty depressing book, and she walks yeah. around reciting it. Oh. So it was a little weird. Like you don't meet someone and just randomly be like, "Oh, I memorized the book of Galatians." Did the That's... Chinese spies get offended? <laughs> no, we could do whatever we wanted within our own group. So that's good. But, but it was very entertaining. And then we have this classic British dude. He's like sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. <laughs> age variance. Oh yeah, the huge age variance. I mean, the girl was like what twenty four or something. You, oh. Most people were about twenties, early twenties there. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. The the British dude one time just came up to me, walked up to me, and just said, "Why do you play the guitar? I mean, all modern music is just sound; it's not even music." And I was oh. just like, "I was just like, wait, where did that come from?" Maybe you guys can share your sarcastic <laughs> attitudes together. I don't know if that was sarcastic or actual what he meant, <laughs> though. But he's I hate also that so much. I go he... through that all the time when I can't tell what's sarcasm and what's real. Yeah, they should invent a sarcastic font. Yeah, or I told my friend, whenever she said something, say like, I'm being sarcastic. I'm being not sarcastic after she said anything. And then it worked for a while, but then she got tired of it. So. Yeah, I th- I would just use the sarcastic exclamation point, like an upside down exclamation point. I'm not sure if that's a real sign. It's it probably Spanish. Isn't. Oh. Well, yeah. this is why I took French. The Spanish language. I'm not stealing it. We're just putting it to good use in American. <laughs> In English. Anyways. <laughs> um, I mean, the British guy was really interesting, though. He was really smart and had a lot of interesting stories. So, I mean, I guess it made up for it. Um, there was the classic loud American, unmarried, American. unmarried 50-year-old from San Diego. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty awesome. Really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There's, uh, <laughs> there's an Asian-American who claimed not to be Asian, but he yeah. was really ridiculously overly generous with food like usually if oh. you give out food you just mm-hmm. say hey who wants this I'm putting it here you yeah. can come grab some like you would stuff it in your face and beg you to oh. take some and that's just like something that's so Chinese like, so Chinese yeah. Chinese people do that they stuff face food in your face they do yeah and they always constantly say you're not fat enough yeah, and they and they keep telling you to eat, and you're like, I'm full. And they're like, oh, just eat one more bite. And then after that, they're like, oh, you're done eating that. You should eat more. Yeah, it's constantly eating. It's really funny, but yeah. it's also a little disturbing. Yeah, and then the, the best person I think there is this 60-year-old Southern Baptist preacher. Mm-hmm. Southern Baptist preacher, you think over-conservative, kind of boring, kind of weird. He raps and he raps. He raps. He's ridiculously wow. sarcastic, and he comes up with the funniest lines ever. So, so we're watching Are these, like homemade raps. Yeah, yeah. So we're watching Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's seen that movie, but it's really interesting. Okay, it's kind of ridiculous because uh, Kristen Stewart's acting is very dry. And then the queen's acting is over-the-top dramatic. So when you put the two side by side, you get the most awkward contrast in acting ever. The actual mm. movie wasn't terrible. It's just that that contrast in acting was made it That really happens with her a lot, though. Yeah. Like every movie. Yeah. So, okay, so Snow White wakes up from the dead with the whole apple scene. By the way, to this day, I don't know which one is the 
handsome prince from the fairy tale because in the movie two different guys kiss her and she wakes up after the second one but we have no idea what's going on um so she wakes up from the dead and then immediately goes out and screams at 600 men about them being cowards for four or five minutes. And she's oh, yelling wow. at the top of her lungs about cowardness and stuff like that. And the Southern Baptist preacher, he's watching this with us and he just says, wow, she's really not a morning person. Morning best person. Yeah, I don't think she ever. is actually. Yeah, best yeah and Twilight. Ever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my friends dragged me to see all of them. And, Poor wow, you. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Poor you. So that's a Snow White story, but our group was really interesting. We all kind of came together, and I mean, despite the different personalities, we worked together very well, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun having all these different personas around you. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting dizzy from talking so much. Okay, <laughs> I'll make it through the rest of this se- segment. How bad is your jet lag? Jet lag was pretty bad. I mean, I got back... Uh, about a week ago from the moment we're recording this and the first Saturday I was back I think mm. around 5 o'clock I was about to faint I was oh really God. about to collapse was that bad? That was really bad wow. I, I, just, I had to skip dinner because I was feeling so nauseous oh. but I forced myself to stay up until like 9.30 and then sleep so that got my finally got my sleep schedule pretty normalized That's- I actually got over the jet lag soon ish mm. but yeah Was it was- hard going there as jet lag going there was fine oh yeah I actually i think the reason going there was fine was because i started packing at 11 p.m the night before so i literally did not sleep that night so going oh. there my sleep schedule was already screwed over so it was not too hard to adjust to china it's really bad though pulling an all-nighter before a really long plane flight i mean i slept on the plane flight a lot and that helped That's good. so it wasn't that bad yeah did you know any of the team members before you left? Nope. Nope. Oh, I talked wow. to one of them for about five minutes, and that's about <laughs> it. Like, I really did not know anyone, but it was really great getting there. Th- that's the thing. When I got there, the whole second night fat woman story just made everything really bad. <laughs> you should share it again for okay. those who didn't hear on last on a week's couple long time ago show. Long time ago. Great way to put it. Yeah. So the my sec- English has deteriorated too. <laughs> so the second night that I'm there, basically what happens is I wake up at 4 a.m. and I check my watch. It is 4 a.m. I move the covers over my feet. The next morning they're in that position. So I am awake at 4 a.m. I turn to my left and instead of seeing my roommate, I see this giant fat woman in tights and I can't see her face. Her hands are over her belly. It is really creepy. So I stupidly decide to go back to sleep because I guess that's the most reasonable thing to do. Well, it is 4 a.m., so... Well, I guess that's the reasonable thing to do when you wake up in the middle of the night and your roommate turned into a fat woman. So I go back to sleep, and the next morning, the second day I'm there, the first thing I say to my roommate while half asleep is, why was there a fat woman in your bed last night? And that, that, that confused him. He gave me that a would confuse anybody. He gave me a weird look and was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then I explained, "I saw a fat woman in your bed last night. I woke up. There was a fat woman there." And he told me I was dreaming, but I swear I wasn't dreaming. So after a interesting conversation about dreams, I we came to the conclusion that I was hallucinating, which I personally think is a little better because it means I wasn't dreaming about fat women. It means I was hallucinating about them. 
<laughs> so then he so decided to find. He found this very amusing and told the entire group of facilitators that I hallucinate fat woman in the middle of the night. So that was my introduction to the group. I became the fat woman hallucinator the very first day I was there. How many people are were in the room? In a room? I just we had just two. Oh, yeah. Were other people's rooms larger? Hmm. We didn't have that like many people, people, so no. Oh, okay. No, it was mostly just two. So yeah, that was a great introduction of myself to the group. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the probably the funniest story that we have. So the sex education story basically starts when my friend I mentioned in the last segment. She always gets asked if she would date a black person, and the thing is, she would tell them she has before. And we're discussing this in the living room. She has had a black boyfriend before, and she says they went to this air force base together for high school or something. Now, my other friend, she has worse hearing than I do. Like I have pretty selective hearing, so I hear things in bad. Like I don't hear th- things the right way all the time. I get things、mm. wrong. And、yeah. she, instead of hearing air force base, she hears we went to first base together.、Uh. <laughs> That starts the conversation because we're all from different parts of the U.S. We、yeah. all have different definitions, so we have this long conversation about the definitions of bases. And then the Southern Baptist preacher, he's sixty years old, and he's sitting there listening to this conversation. And then all of a sudden, he gets up, walks to the middle of the living room, and says, "Now, boys and girls." Allow me to define second base for you. I call it necking. Necking usually occurs in the front seat of the car. Now, not the back、oh、seat. Remember, the front seat of the car, usually parked in front of the girl's home before she is about to go home for the night. Now, because of the awkward placement of the steering wheel and the brake, <sighs> the girl's mouth would often end up on the guy's neck, which the guy finds to be pleasurable. And he goes on about this for about five minutes, just in this voice, talking in detailed description, and it is the most awkward yet hilarious video we have. Ever taken? Oh, you recorded it. Yes, we recorded it. Wow, it was brilliant! And then at the end, someone asked to de- for him to define third base, and he told us that was only for graduate studies. So then he went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, best story ever. <laughs> that was very entertaining. We get a lot of interesting,、um, yeah, stories and just happenings within our group. But it was a lot of fun and. I mean, we had a lot of great activities and adventures, dinners, getting lost in Beijing, stuff like that. <laughs> well, thanks so much for sharing all about your experiences. Finally, I can stop talking. <laughs> Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, we're out of time for this segment. I'm next to share my stories. Maybe I'll be as out of breath as you are, but I'm Young Juan, and I'm Steven Zhao. And Young Ju, I hope you are, because you seem to have a lot to share about Korea, and we're <laughs> interested to hear about it. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit our creative community at btsya.com and this radio program at expressyourselftvradio.com. We'll be back in a bit. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. What is No Added Preservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to No Added Preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Young Juan. And I'm Stephen Zhao, and we are your team hosts on today's episode of Express Yourself. Now, last segment, you heard me rant on and on and on, all about China. Now, Yongju, it's your turn to share about your trip to Korea, which, I mean, I knew you were going to, but frankly, I have no idea why you went and what you were doing. So why don't you just right. give us a brief, brief preview of what you were there for? Okay, so I go to Korea every year to see my family and friends, and my, par- my whole family, except my dad and my mom, we all live in, or they all live in Korea, so we go once a year to see them. I see all my grandparents and my cousins, but this year... So my church was having a VBS, which is Vacation Bible School. So my church had connections with another church, so that's why we went for a Vacation Bible Study or school there. And since I was already going to Korea, I decided to go anyway. And I didn't really want to go at first because it's a whole week away, and I didn't have that much time in Korea to see my relatives. I got that feeling. Yeah, so I was, like, forced to go by my parents and my church. And since we were all going, I was kind of pressured into go anyway. And so I'm I'm there in this really, like, rural part of Korea. It's not that rural, but it's more of farmland. And it's not as, I don't know, it's not as city feel. So it's more like country, I guess. 
And so I'm there, and I'm in this separate building because the church has a separate building where they, I don't know what they use it for. I get, the pastor lives there, and it's a seventh, seven-story building. So our whole 14-member team are staying on the sixth floor, and then there's showers on all the rest of the floors that we all use. And then the, like, the breakfast hall thing was on first floor. And so it was nice. And for a while, I didn't feel the back pain because I haven't been all that used to sleeping on the floor. But a week of that, I guess, I shouldn't be complaining, but my back did hurt after the end of the trip. But it was a really fun time that we we were supposed to originally go there to teach English, like Stephen. I think that's a really smart way of teaching English. Like, you can't speak it, you can't text, you can't call people, you have to stay here at this camp. But we just, I don't know... We didn't know what to expect, and so we ended up not really teaching English, but more of making personal connections with the kids. And our our people were a lot younger than yours, Stephen. They were from, like, first grade to sixth grade at elementary school. And so we did have a separate English class, but that, that kind of failed, too. <laughs> so we sent them a test to test their English level, but the church decided that they didn't want their people to take it. So we're coming in the first day, and we have this really simple test, and we're testing them like, oh, how was your day? And then if they say something really smart, then they're in a higher class, and then if they don't, they're in a lower class. But the problem with that, as Steven said, they're really good at grammar, but then they can't speak it like right off the bat. So we have this dilemma where no one's in the right class, And after the second day, it was better. But the first two days, oh my goodness, they were awful. And that I was like, I don't want to do this ever again. But after the whole seven days were over, I was like, I miss, I miss everyone so much. I would definitely come do this again. And the most shocking thing for me was that I was supposed to have like the little kindergartners who are all cute and really short and everything. But then somehow I got stuck with sixth graders. And so graders aren't very nice. They're they're that age where they're kind of like, I don't like you. I don't want to respect you. I don't want to listen to you. And then kids were tall. They were like almost my height. So they're like, oh, we don't have a teacher because our teacher is short. And that's so funny. Yeah. And, And then every day they would come up with a new question like, why are your legs so short? Or why are you so short? Etc. And then the most embarrassing thing probably for my team was that we were going into the cafeteria to eat lunch and everyone else is there. All We only had a hundred people, thank goodness, but all of a hundred of us and all staff are there and we're standing in line and I'm just trying to have a normal conversation and they're like, you're wearing heels and I'm wearing these sandals and they, they're not really heels. They have like one centimeter of heel, not even heels, like rubber. <laughs> And you can't have a shoe without that. So I'm just like, what? No. And they're like, it's enhancing your height. So I was like, what? And then, so they made me take off my shoes in the middle of the cafeteria. And it was so dirty, but I was like, okay, whatever. I'm not that short. And the kids are wearing sandals too. And they have like two centimeter heels. And so I made them take off their shoes too. So we had this little bonding moment in the cafeteria and everyone's staring at us, but... We got through it. That's... And, yeah. And See, these bonding moments come in the most weird forms. Yeah. 
But, you know, after the third day, they all started listening to me for some reason. And I don't know. I don't know how that came to be. But it was really nice. And all my kids were good kids inside. <laughs> inside. Inside. Deep inside. You had to dig for it. Yeah. So you were there for a week? Mm, yeah, I was at the camp for seven days. And seven two days. days were practice, like, training days. Mm-hmm. But then, like, only... Only five of us showed up for the first day, or <laughs> and then like I joined on the sixth or the second day, and then everyone else kind of came at different times. And so we had like schedule missups too, and some people weren't able to get the training. Like one person came in on that morning of when we were supposed to start at like two hours later. So we were having all sorts of issues at the beginning. I find the thing to be with China is that a lot of things are haphazard and not planned. Mm, yeah. That happened with our group also. We had so many random changes yeah. in schedule. I'm sure you had the same experience. Yeah. We didn't know what to expect going there. And so that kind of showed. But, you know, in the end, we all had a good time. So, And I'm so thankful for my church. We all bonded so mm. much. And then after the program, it ended at 3, and then we had a staff meeting t- until 4, talking about, like, the good things and bad things, and mm-hmm. then everyone would just fall asleep at 4 until dinner. <laughs> we would just not even care about the blankets. Like, some people tried to fold them up all nicely, but after the fourth day, it was just whatever, yeah. blankets everywhere. It was really nice that way, though, because we were all tired. We don't want to do anything. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, yeah. Our group had all sorts of staff meetings, so it was the exact same. What kind of activities do you do with the students still for that week? Um, so for half of it, it was the Bible, like, church-oriented part. And then there we did a lot of, like, we had a, it was Daniel-themed. I don't know if all our listeners know, <laughs> but it's like Daniel in the Den of Lions. And so we had someone act out Daniel, and we would talk about it, and they would memorize Bible verses. And so we had this thing going called, like, we gave them stickers for good things they did. And the kids went so crazy for the stickers. They would always do stuff, like one little thing that was slightly good, and they'd be like, sticker, sticker, sticker. And it was so crazy, and I didn't know they'd be so competitive. But they were. But it kind of worked, kind of didn't. And so we did that. And then we had this, like, 20-minute, like, playground time where another person organized games that weren't really related to anything. They were just fun games. And it's so hot there. It's so humid. None of the kids wanted to be outside for 20 minutes, but we kind of forced them to be there. I didn't want to be there either. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and then we had this, like, craft time. And then for English class, it was just, like, do whatever you want. A lot of us played bingo and, like, hangman and duck, duck, goose. That was a really popular. I guess that's because kids don't have to do any English learning when they play duck, duck, goose. Yeah, and... A lot of activities we did also in terms of games, just for light, light yeah. games like that. Honey, if you love me, smile. Um, yeah. Charades, stuff like that. Yeah. Which apparently Chinese people don't know. Charades? It's just like games like that. They really yeah. have no idea what they are. They were very entertained by Simon Says. Oh, yeah, we are trying to teach them Simon Says, too. But some of the kids got it, and some of them didn't. Some of them didn't understand the whole concept of, like, Simon Says. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to play different games. Yeah. <laughs> what about the... One thing I found interesting. What about the music? What kind of American music did your students know? Did they know any? 
Oh, I'm not sure. We didn't really ask them, but we had our special like BBS oriented Bible music. Yeah. And we were making all of the kids do the dances that came with it. We, we, we all learned it too. Mm-hmm. And my kids, since they were like the sixth graders who don't want to do anything, we had two tribes, like two teams of sixth graders, me and this other person. And every time someone, another person of our staff was like, I had a problem with this kid. It would be like from our, either of our tribe. <laughs> and so, I was trying to make everyone dance because it just ruins the mood if people are standing there. And so I, they were like, oh, I'm not going to dance. And so I was like, do you want me to dance with you? And they were like, what? And so they thought I'd be like standing next to them. But actually, I grabbed their hands and started making them doing do it. And then all the little kids, are they're all at the front because they're little short kids who can't see. And they're really into it. Little kids were like, really really good at singing and they're good at following the dances and so they're all staring at my little sixth graders who are like oh my gosh this is so embarrassing and after that they started doing it by themselves which is good I'm glad they did i can understand that feeling of oh this is embarrassing that was me yeah. <laughs> when it comes to dancing that was me from sixth grade to mostly most of 12th also yeah <laughs> i hated dancing yeah, that's that's really awesome. Um, because the, the reason I ask is apparently in China there's this famous English song called "Take Me to Your Heart." Oh, I don't, I don't know it. I don't know it either. None of us knew it. <laughs> Maybe and it's we, like a special Chinese song. That I don't, I don't understand. Like, apparently, the guy who sang it used to be Chinese. I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> but everyone knows that song. Everyone, and it was really funny because we all had to teach ourselves that song before they even <laughs> arrived to make sure we knew what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Andrew. We have to run for now, but you will be back next segment and wrap up the show with more stories on Korea. What else do you have to share with us about Korea, though? Just to I give have us a, a lot preview. of like stories about what the staff did after English class, like after everything was over. All right, looks like we're going to be hearing about your staff and their crazy adventures in Korea. (laughs) I hope you didn't get arrested. (laughs) Well, I'm Steven Sao. And I'm Young Juan. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, where teens talk and the world listens. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more fun stories. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. 
The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Young Juan. And I'm Stephen Zhao, and we are your teen hosts. To wrap up our show, Youngju will continue to entertain us about her trips to Korea and her travels there and the stories that she has to share. So it's all up to you now, Youngju. You can talk and save my voice. All right. So everything that was kind of funny and embarrassing happened all on this beach trip. So it was the fourth, or it was like the last day, not the last day, but it was second to last day, and we were all going to the beach. And we were all imagining like California beach, like waves rolling, sands all warm, and everyone was so excited. And it was our first time going to somewhere not there, like not in the countryside. So we are going, and they treat us to this like seafood restaurant place, and they sell like raw seafood. It's like a sushi style restaurant korean style and so they're serving like little little i don't even know i searched it on google google translate and it's like conch shell they're like little they're like the size of my thumb like half the size of my thumb and they're like snails they're like sea snails except they're not but they're like all part of that same family so we're all like eating it we're all trying it because we're we're foreigners well kind of so we're all eating it, and then everyone was like, okay, cool, whatever. We ate a sea snail, woohoo! But then, like, it was a four course meal. And so after that, after we were all done with that, another one comes in, it's a huge plate, and it's about the size of my hand. It was that big, it was like a super big conch shell. And it was really bitter, but maybe, because you have to, like, cut off certain parts, but I don't know, I probably didn't do it right. So that was probably the weirdest thing I've ever eaten, sea conch shell meat. <laughs> that was just really disgusting for me. But I, there was this other person who who first thought it was disgusting, but then became a master at, like, cutting all off the parts. And then so she really enjoyed it after. And then, so we're at the beach. And it's not a California beach at all or any kind of U.S. beach. It's like a stone beach. The water is really cold and you can't go in it because it's it gets suddenly deep. So they're afraid of like people drowning. So the whole thing is stones. There's no sand at all. 
and it hurt my feet so much to walk on the rocks but the rocks were so pretty they were like smooth they were like the rocks from like movies when they film the pretty rocks i don't know if you've ever seen that steven but not um, so much but, I, but I i'm trying have. to picture what you did right now they're, i'm trying to picture smooth it. rocks they're really pretty they're like they're like blue colored smooth rocks and they were like perfectly oval and so i was like oh my gosh these rocks are so pretty so i was like picking picking them up and i was picking like five of them up and there were no signs anywhere like in you in the u.s if something is illegal or like bad there's signs like do not do this but in korea there were no signs anywhere and there were hardly any people there because it's late and so there was just no one there and then i was like oh my gosh these rocks are so pretty so i was like putting them in my in my backpack and later we're at this coffee shop and um another person says oh picking up rocks is illegal and he like tells a story about when he did that and i was like what picking up rocks is illegal so it's the first time i've probably done anything legal picking up rocks on the beach uh, did the police come and try to grab you? No, okay. no. But the our See, team interac- was really worried about me. They interactions like, with police is fun, <laughs> but not so much in Korea. So yeah, but but the, my whole team was like, "Oh my gosh, make sure you hide it so that we don't get caught." And I was like, "Oh, okay, sorry, guys." But um, we we're at the coffee shop, and the and the Korean staff they joined us too. So it was like thirty people at this huge table and so half of us like we naturally sat like english staff korean staff and so the english staff we all we all decided to play this like super korean game because most of us are actually from korea we were born in korea so we we know some weird bits of culture like the korean games so we're all playing in the coffee shop and we're speaking english while playing it like oh she was she's out like that kind of thing it wasn't really even complicated it was like she's out but then all the people are kind of staring at us they're like oh they're speaking english but then the game it's really like it's really intense and you don't want to get your hand slapped it's like that kind of game and so we're we're all like shouting at the end of it we're like oh and then you can hear like the hand like the sound of our like hands thudding against the coffee table and so Everyone in the whole room, there's at least like 50 people there at like their individual like two people tables. They're all staring at us and they can't say anything because they're speaking English. And a lot of us don't look very Korean. We have that very foreigner vibe about us. So we just didn't blend in. And they were, they were just really worried. And then all the Korean staff staring at us too. And they're like scooting away slightly. That's probably the most embarrassing thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then, (laughs) yeah. Then the next day, before we were leaving on this other tour kind of thing, we decided to go watch a movie. And it's like a Korean movie. And I thought it'd be totally fine. So we're going, but it's at 1130 at night. Because in Korea, you reserve the tickets. So we, that was the only, like, time we could find tickets for 14 people. And so we were all going. And then it's really late at night. We're exhausted from a hard day. And so we're, we're kind of tired. Some of us don't want to go watch the movie, but we all do because we already paid for the ticket. It was only $5 because it was that late. And so we're all sitting there near the front because we got our tickets late. And so as we're sitting there, the movie, it's like a Korean hit phenomenon. 
but most of it's in Chinese because <laughs> it was like a Chinese and Korean collaboration. And so they have like Chinese or Korean subtitles at the bottom. But like 90% of it was in Chinese. So I'm try- I'm like falling asleep and I'm trying to read this. And then like half of us are asleep at the movie theater. <laughs> That was fun, too. And then, like, the pastor, he went with us. He was like, oh, how'd you guys enjoy the movie? And everyone's just kind of awkwardly looking around. We're like, um, it was good. And he's like, what's your favorite part? And I was sitting next to him, and I was trying so hard not to, like, fall asleep on his shoulder or, like, fall asleep awkwardly. <laughs> but I've, I, I'm so weird like that when I'm sleeping. Okay, that's... Yeah, we fell asleep in such weird places. Like, the guys, they were like... Eight guys who all shared the room. We had, we had, oh, no, no, we had eight girls and they had six guys. So they're all sharing a room. And then they were running out of blankets and pillows because the church didn't have that money, that many. And then guys, they were really generous. So they gave most of the blankets and pillows to us. And so they're all sleeping. And then later we hear about like their Tetris style sleeping. Like they would all sleep in one place. And then at the morning, they would find that they're in totally different places. Somehow I'm not surprised about that. I had yeah. I had a similar experience on a mission trip in Nevada where we had to sleep on the ground in a school gym. And oh. there was a lot of interesting... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but none of them were, like, like directly touching each other. They were all, like, angled. Yeah. Weird. Their head is, like, half on the pillow. Yeah. When you don't get good sleep, you just move and stuff happens and it's really embarrassing at times one time I woke up in the middle of the night screaming and I just went back to sleep and I, I don't re- I still don't remember doing that yeah so we were we were up one night it was Saturday night and we didn't have any like VBS or English class on Sunday so we were we were all talking and then there's this one person on our team who who's like I need to go take a shower at 10 and so we're like okay you should go take a shower but the, all the showers were occupied at that time. So she's like, okay, I'll wait. And then she was really tired. So she fell asleep. And so we're like, oh, should we wake her? Nah, she can take a shower tomorrow morning. So we're, we're all talking. And then she, she's like, out of the blue, she like wakes up and her hair is a poofy mess. And she didn't wash off her makeup and she wears a lot of eyeliner. So, and she has like, she's half, she's half asleep and her eyes are kind of open. And then she's like, I need to go take a shower. And we all turn around and we're like, oh my gosh, you should go take a shower. And that happened like four times before she actually went and took a shower at like one o'clock. Oh my gosh. We're all running out of sleep. We, yeah. we only got three to six hours. Six was a really good amount of sleep. Yeah, see, you, you guys luckily only had that for a week because I don't think <laughs> you would have survived with six hour, less than six hours yeah. for an entire week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the th- a three-week trip being like that. That would be horrible. That would be, oh my goodness, so awful. I don't know. Maybe you'd, maybe your body would become aware. But I had my first coffee, like first actual bitter like morning nice. coffee. Nice. Well, actually, yeah. that's not a good thing. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, you had actual was, coffee in Korea? That's so lucky. Or no, we had like instant coffee. But it was like the new kind of instant coffee where they actually use like coffee bean. I don't know. But lucky, um, lucky, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but so I was like, the other people were like, oh, it doesn't taste bitter at all. But they're all college students from Berkeley. So I don't know. They drink a lot of coffee. 
But I was like, okay, cool. I'll try it. And the girl next to me, she's the same age as me. And she drinks a lot of coffee too. But she was like, oh, it tastes good. So I was like, okay. I'll go. And I tried some too. And so I was like, this doesn't taste bad. But then I don't know what happened to mine. It was so bitter for me. And I was like pouring a little bit of milk in and like stirring it. And all the people are like, oh, that's reasonable. But at the end, I'm pouring like double the amount of milk for half the coffee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> People were just like, why don't you just pour the coffee into, like, the milk? <laughs> like, it's a milkshake glass, huge, like, milkshake glass. And then the coffee cup's, like, this little, little tiny coffee cup. And so <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for coffee yet. Not quite. And I suppose that's a good thing. Yeah. It means but- that coffee actually still works on you now. Yeah, it does. But I feel sick after eating coffee or drinking coffee. Yeah. I don't know why. Again, that's a good thing. You're safe from caffeine addiction. <laughs> but um, to use Wi-Fi, we had to go to the office computer. And that was in the church building, separate from our building. It was across the street. But um, so we're, we had to go there. And then I we were late. And it was like 10. And we were crossing the street. And I was with another person. And we were just walking. We are really tired. And we're pressing the... And we're going to press the elevator button. And then the pastor, he was like... He lives there. He lives on the seventh floor. He like jumps out. And he's like, boo. That's probably the scariest thing ever. In the pitch dark. Nice. That is so interesting. Yeah. That's such a great trick. Yeah. I it thought- was really scary. We were both screaming. And everyone else... Like there were some people around the area... They were like, what happened? We we're all telling everybody. I applaud your pastor. That was wonderfully done. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are out of time for this entire show. The entire hour passed ridiculously quickly. Yeah. Anyways, thank you everyone for joining us here on Voice America Kids. Thanks to Star Star Productions for producing this show. Thanks to not our guests from across the world, but thanks to listening to us and for making us a top-rated program. I've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. For more fun stories written by teens, pick up a copy of Be The Star You Are for Teens at www.bethestarur.com. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Young Juan. Thanks for always tuning in every week, especially when we have a week like this. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. We want to hear your thoughts, and we want to answer your questions. So email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free, get involved with Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for our free newsletter, and make a donation to keep the Be The Star You Are alive. Thanks again for joining us. And we didn't have any guests this week, but stay tuned until next week. We will probably have guests. And until next week, remember, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself